0: Ready to start? I, mean, I need I told myself I was gonna take
1: it before this. Oh, I should take some Tylenol.
0: Yeah.
1: Alright, uh, welcome to Junior Varsity, a show that has been fined the maximum allowable amount under the collective bargaining agreement. And
0: also has a lot of pollen allergies this week. Yeah, sorry about my voice. Um, it's it's not good. <laughs> <laughs> like have like been fully vaccinated so i can be like i it's it's not covid it's fine fair mine has mostly been coming in
1: like headache form just the whole back of my head pins and needles
0: Ugh, um disgusting. And
1: i can i can't can get fully vaccinated in like two weeks but until then every day that i wake up with like a mildly stuffy nose knowing that it's pollen season i'm still like is this it yeah, this is how I die. Other than the pollen allergies, how have you been this week?
0: Uh, I've been fine. Um, just hanging out mostly. I've been struggling with this pollen allergy, head cold, weird thing all week. Um, obviously, a lot of shit's gone down in the hockey world, so mm-hmm. it's been taking up my time. Um, I have an interview with a potential internship on Monday. Nice. Yeah, is it nice? Is it nice or does it just give me anxiety? Which, which is it? Which, which would it be? I don't know. I'm just
1: pumped about, yay, internship opportunities. But
0: <laughs> We'll see. We'll see how it goes. It's kind of weird because I'm like technically a career changer. So I don't really have like human services experience. I just have like four years of teaching experience. So like people aren't quite sure what to do with me, you know?
1: yeah but like you're still very very early into your career so
0: it is what it is sorry i have tea that's like where we are right now i put a bag of green tea and a bag of lemon tea in my mug and it's like like half a spoonful of honey and um that's where we're at also i got dressed for this like you know how in like early quarantine people like I say early, but I mean like June and July. Um, People would like get dressed up to like go get like go through the Starbucks drive through. That's what I do for this podcast. I like get dressed up to record this. Like I'm wearing jewelry right now. Amazing. (laughs) But uh, what about you? How you doing?
1: right uh again up and down as always best personified by our best exemplified rather by me driving home today listening to like the country music playlist that I have for the three times a year I'm like yes I want to listen to country being like wow someone else calling you baby by Luke Bryan actually is kind of awesome like criminally underrated song and then it switching to crazy girl by eli young band and almost sobbing on the highway (laughs) that's the week but no overall it's been pretty good um on saturday i went to see uh dbu play msu i think because i was like okay it's their last game of the season especially if they don't make nationals and like college hockey has been such a big part of my university experience. Like I just, I feel like I really need to go like to this last game and also to say hi to Jim and also thank you for writing my recommendation letter that helped me get into my dream school. It (laughs) means a lot.
0: (laughs) Quite the conversation.
1: Yeah. And it was an insane game, just absolutely off the wall. And like Texas college hockey is kind of always like that. Anything Texas hockey really like, no, any three
0: like an oxymoron
1: i mean think that but we've had so many teams here over the years in houston and san antonio and austin and dallas and el paso and like
0: everywhere i know it just sounds fake every single time we talk about it
1: mm-hmm. sorry <laughs> <laughs> it's all good but like no it really was crazy like the funniest part i mean it was awful but it was also really funny um it was a relatively tight game the whole time um and DBU scored a goal that was going to put them up by two instead of one I think and as soon as the puck went in the net the MSU goalie threw off his glove and like was one to the ref about like oh my god it should be a no goal it should be a no goal because I didn't have my glove on see my glove is off right now oh my god and like I was standing um, next to someone I know who refs and there was a referee standing right in front of us. So I know that all three of us had the exact same view of this goalie throwing off his glove. Also, like goalie gloves are literally designed to not be able to come off when you shoot your arm out because that's like the entire point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they looked at it. And they just decided to call it a no-goal, probably because somebody's dad was acting absolutely deranged in the stands.
0: That's hilarious.
1: I mean, it was, like, really funny, but it was also incredibly annoying, especially because it seemed like he almost tipped the bleacher over at one point. But he was, like, in his St. Louis blues mask, marching up and down. (laughs) I think he was, like, jumping up and down at one point, absolutely just screaming. And I think they were like, I think if we don't call this a no-goal, whoever's dad is going to just... Like this is mine. climb over the glass and try and fight one of us and it's like 3pm on a Saturday and we don't want to deal with that because we still have like mini-mites games to ref. But like my buddy who refs there <laughs> he like went into the uh, official's locker room in between periods and he was like, hey guys so we all know that they're cheating right? Like very very blatantly cheating and they were like yeah, it just didn't feel worth it. <laughs> yeah, they were like, because we know that like they don't they don't play here, so they aren't gonna feel bad about stopping us after the game and yelling at us and like we have other things to do today. DB was probably gonna win anyways, and I was just like, all right. There was also a fight. Uh-huh. Fighting isn't allowed at all in our league. Um, there definitely was a fight. Uh, and also. Okay, I know that we talk about roughing a lot, and, like, <laughs> reffing standards across all of hockey need to be better. However, for Texas hockey specifically, like, Texas college hockey, my personal standard is that if it's funny, it shouldn't be a penalty.
0: Yeah. No, that's, that's great.
1: <laughs> there was this point where there's this player I really like to watch him play. I think his name's Christian. Um and he's he's just always involved in mess. I don't know why it's always him. But he'd taken a couple of like weird little hits and so this guy comes to check him again. and I think he'd already gotten him once or twice. Mm-hmm. And so he crushes him into the boards and then just doesn't leave. So he grabs his leg and pulls it up behind him like he's doing an arabesque. And the guy just like tips forward, ends up balanced on like the like face against the glass as he just like slides down to the ice yeah it was absolutely iconic i don't think he should have gotten called for it i'm honestly not sure if he did but if he did i don't think that he should have been because it was funny
0: all right (sighs) speaking of fighting are the frat boys still fighting outside your window they are not (laughs) i just need to read the text that you sent me (laughs) in the lead up to us (laughs) doing this so we were talking about like trying to record earlier today because i didn't have to work and violet's getting a new roommate and whatever there was some stuff with that and all of a sudden i get a text that just says there are now two frat boys fighting across the street so i said hello with four question marks and then she says they aren't physically fighting but they're yelling at each other from opposite sides of a garage. One is dressed like a cowboy, to which I responded with more confusion. And then she says, I think it's because one of them wants to ride their motorcycle without a helmet, not a motorcycle, an industrial lawnmower, which is hilarious. Um, Also the most Texas thing I've ever read. And I said, what? And she said, So now a guy who looks like Quinn Hughes is using an industrial lawnmower in their lawn and this guy dressed like a cowboy but entirely in the color khaki is lecturing him about safety precautions. This sounds fake, but I swear to God this is what's happening across the street from me right now. I take a picture, but they just moved out of sight to the front yard and I don't want to be the creep taking pics from the balcony. (laughs) I don't know, I got a kick out of
1: that. I didn't even include everything. Like, there are some pretty iconic one-liners. Like, (laughs) the guy who I couldn't really see because there's, like, a tree blocking it. That's why I thought it was a motorcycle. Not an industrial lawnmower because I could only, like, hear the engine. Um, Yeah. He was like, well, I'm gonna die anyways at some point. Why not like this? And the guy on the cowboy getup was like, why would you want to? Like this? (laughs) And, like, I... Because I could only hear the engine. I really thought that it was about him, like, not wanting to wear a helmet while riding a motorcycle. Because it just, it sounded so much like somebody's mom lecturing them when they're, like, 15 and they want a motorcycle license. Or, like, they want to go skateboarding without a helmet on. They're like, do you know how dangerous that can be? People get hurt all the time. But it's, like, two frat boys. Shut up. That's so funny. (laughs) I also like it's also really funny that frat boys live in that house at all. I assumed it was like a professor's house. Because, no. <laughs> well, it's this like really beautiful, like two story pastel yellow house with this big beautiful porch oh, on the top of a hill. Uh, there's like an extension with a garage. It looks really, really nice. Oh my god. And I am constantly hearing frat boys argue in front of it. It's so funny. Okay, the guy who looks like Quinn Hughes literally just walked out with a weed whacker and is currently <laughs> standing in the
0: middle of the driveway just holding a weed whacker. Oh, God. See, this, this shit sounds, like, insane, and then I remember that you live in Texas. And I'm like, oh, yeah, no, okay, that tracks. Like he's that. like pulling the ripcord
1: and he's struggling so much oh my god sorry I'm just like watching this happen he's pulled it at least a dozen times now and the weed whacker just won't turn on I feel like it's very important to note that he is in a t-shirt that he's clearly cut the sleeves off of and not match them up properly and also uh,
0: work boots so uh, the Matthew Kachuk look yes but he looks
1: like <laughs> Quinn Hughes in the face and the hair. So
0: good. <laughs> so good. Oh my, my God. My favorite
1: part is how, like, how different the sleeves are. Cause it's like, he clearly just cut the biggest oval. Yeah. Cause it goes all the way down to his hip. But like, one of them is way bigger
0: than the other. So, like, <laughs> he has one shoulder blade out at all times. Oh my God. He's still pulling the ripcord just over and over that's so funny this is why i
1: don't even like bother to get a tv or cable or anything like you don't know me and angela sometimes we'll just like run into each other in the kitchen and we'll just be like did you hear the frat boys fighting outside last night Anyways, on (laughs) to hockey and not whatever the hell is happening in the driveway across from my apartment right now.
0: Do you want to start with the Canucks, since we've been talking about Quinn Hughes?
1: I mean, I might as well get them
0: out of the way. Yeah, what's been going on with them lately? I haven't checked in in a while.
1: Oh, God, is this going to be news to you? Sure. Oh, no. not, like, but go ahead. Well... They were on a bit of a break because, you know, the last time they played it was like the day before we recorded something like that and they were gonna have almost a week off. Hi, this is Violet, I'm editing right now. I just wanted to put a note right here that in the original recording, this is where we talked about the infection on the Kinect's roster that was several hours before the full extent of what was going on, how many people were sick had come out, so the information that was here was outdated. as of right now, it's approximately over half the team, plus staff and families and a couple of close contacts, so i just wanted to note the updated information, as well as wish everyone affected a speedy recovery And hope that the team and the league will do what's best for the players and their long-term health. Also, Elias Pettersson is uh, still out. Not sure when he's going to be back. He's still skating by himself. And that's about it.
0: (laughs) That's awful. Yeah, I did get the. I did get the Canucks. Um, Wow, that was a terrible voice crack. But I got the Canucks. covid protocol notification and as always when it's the canadian division i'm just like oh shit um because i care about the leaves more than i care about my own health which is why we're doing this um when my voice is so clearly fucked up but
1: um sorry can we pause real quick because i just i really need to update you on walmart quinn hughes in the driveway across from my apartment (laughs) (laughs) this is the only thing that matters actually um, because <laughs> the weed whacker that won't start. Yeah. So,
0: he, <laughs> he put it down on the concrete and just stood there
1: staring disapprovingly with his hands on his hips for about a minute straight. Cool. And then got down on his hands
0: and knees on the ground next to it. And started talking to it. <laughs> <laughs> like men like this is why this is fully why i like men oh my i'm god. literally
1: crying right now like my <laughs> mascara is genuinely
0: ruined i can't look away like i'm trying so hard to focus on the podcast but i'm so invested
1: in this man and his weed whacker
0: <laughs> i'm sure my laugh sounds horrible too
1: oh my god Sorry.
0: <laughs> no, this is really good.
1: I can't tell if he got it started or if he's just now carrying it just to see if that'll help anything. Oh no,
0: he got it hurt. Good for him. Ugh. King shit. Honestly. Oh my god. Oh that whole
1: saga felt like it lasted years.
0: <laughs> Feels like you watch seasons one, two, three of like a lifetime drama. One through three? Oh my God. Oh, honestly, yes. Ugh, okay, so connects. No, no soap operas, only hockey. um <laughs> Honestly, um, the, the mileage I've gotten out of that joke is worth like the clearly misogynistic advertising <laughs> from the NHL. <laughs> really
1: wrote, I wrote a 700 word essay on that advertisement, actually. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> I did. I did. It was for my ethics law and diversity and advertising and public relations course. Yeah. That's um terrible. but yeah, it's like once again, kind of similar to last week. It's mostly just still like Patterson is out. I'm like desperately searching for positives. The two that come to mind is Tyler Mott speaking very posi- positively about women's hockey, which always appreciated. Um, And their equipment manager, uh, the next game will be his 3,000th game, I think. That's cute. Is it 3,000 or 300? I'm going to say 3,000. I could have accidentally added on another zero. (laughs) Either way, much appreciated.
0: Well, I mean, in other good news in other good news, Calgary and Vancouver have the exact same record. They're currently both at thirty seven games played sixteen wins, eighteen losses and three overtime losses for thirty five points and a point percentage of uh, four, seven, three. The only reason that Calgary is ahead of Vancouver is because Calgary's got a differential of um dash sixteen and Vancouver's got a differential of dash twenty. So, well, that my two
1: favorite teams are just being twinsies right now, I think.
0: Yeah, I mean, Montreal has four games in hand. Montreal j- is picking it up. Oh, I just noticed that.
1: Okay. Something went up against Mo- in Montreal last night, the other night. It was McDavid's elbow. We'll get to that later.
0: I don't. Ugh. Anyway, so is that it with the Canucks?
1: Yeah, that's about it. I mean, like, they haven't really played. <laughs>
0: Let's talk about the Leafs. <laughs> uh, do you have anything? you have any questions about the Leafs before I dive
1: in? I'm going to be honest. I was writing my notes and I was like, normally I can at least sort of anticipate what you're going to talk about with the Leafs and the Flyers. This week, no idea. I don't know if I've just somehow managed to unfollow every, like, leafs fan i knew or if they've just had other things going on this week but i was trying to think of anything that's really happened and i couldn't
0: well yeah like nothing has happened right so since the last time we recorded which was like in the middle of that big gap right it was the march 25th i want to say um and that night they beat ottawa three to two in overtime um, the 27th, they beat Edmonton four to three in overtime, and then the 29th, they they lost um, against Edmonton three to two in overtime, and then they just beat the Winnipeg Jets three to one in regulation, and that was like a nice, like, like, boring game. And I'm like, I'm a longtime Leafs fan, so I'm like afraid for tonight's game now because they've been doing like decently, um, but I don't really have anything to like say. Like, Edmonton's a really good team. Either of those games could have gone either way. Also, like, I know Ottawa sucks, but, like, you have to remember that, like, even shitty teams in the NHL are teams in the NHL, right? Like, yeah. Well, and, like, Ottawa is is very much not, like, Buffalo or, like, the Red Wings, even though the Red Wings have been doing better this year. Like, Mm -hmm. uh, they're very much, like, like, we're going to go out and, like, try. And they've got decent talent. Like Thomas Chabot is a really good player. Brady Kachuk, Tim Stichla, like those are good players. Colin White, like their their goaltending situation is a little bit wild. And like outside of their like real young guys, they're going to need to like build up a core. But like, you know, they probably deserve a little more credit than they're getting. And they also seem to like really have the Leafs number. We've talked about this before, but, like, the shitty teams always have, like, the really good teams, like. Yeah. Like, like they get, like, they got us, you know? I don't know why it happens that way, but it does. But I, like, there's not, like, nothing has, like, I don't know. There haven't been, like, events. Which is good. Um, Oh, Jack Campbell is 7-0-0. So good for him. Good for her, dot meme. Um, (laughs) You know the meme. Yeah. So we'll see tonight, tonight, the games at 8. And then oh god, and then there's like more late games like Calgary back to back at Calgary. It's like 9 p.m. start and then a 9:30 p.m. start. But I don't work those days, so I can watch them.
1: Welcome to my world of only watching <laughs> Calgary and the Canucks. So it's always like a 9:30 game.
0: You live in the central fucking time zone. But they're not central time. Oh my god, that's right. You're so smart. Ignore everything I say. Anyway. (laughs) One day, one day we'll learn how time zones work. Yeah, I have no idea. Um, By we, I mean me. But that's really it. Like, if you don't, if you don't have any questions, I don't know.
1: So, we've had two teams with not much going on for different reasons, (laughs) and now we're going to get to the one that James is maybe going to wreck their voice for.
0: God. Um Violet said but I, need to, I need everyone to know. Violet said before this that she's gonna like make a junior varsity podcast bingo card and one of the spots is going to be James uh blows out his mic um from yelling. And I before we recorded this, I was like, well maybe like my voice being fucked up will like prevent that from happening. Um so we'll see. <laughs> Good God. Where do I even begin with them? So, obviously, it's been kind of a wild ride, right? hmm So, let me take a drink of my tea. <laughs> All right. Um, so, on the 27th, um, the Flyers played the Rangers, and they won 2-1 to one in what was probably one of their best games of the season. Um, really good defensive effort. They played really tight, like... Um, I know it always sounds weird when people say that, but they did like the puck movement was good. Their defensive formation was really good. It was just a good game. And then, um, Nolan scored, Nolan Patrick scored, which was great. Um, and then Sam Moran, my, my boy, he scored the game winning goal. Really good game for them. Everybody was super thrilled, but especially Shane Goss despair, um, which will become relevant here in a moment. Um. So it was just like a good game. And then um, they play Buffalo on the 29th, obviously go down three to nothing fast against Buffalo, which was bad. Um, they come back. <laughs> yeah. They come back to win four to three <laughs> um, in overtime, uh, which was embarrassing, but not as embarrassing as the the game on the 31st. But we don't even get to talk about that yet because on the 30th, the Flyers put Shane Goss' on waivers. <sighs> which like b- like by itself would be like like okay word but then you take into account that like this man has like openly for a hockey player like had problems with the coaching staff we know pretty much that AV doesn't like him for like no reason when when Shane was asked like if he if he'd gotten the message from being scratched for three games earlier in the season he said no i'd rather be playing and then um A.V. did the whole shit with Carter Hart, where he was basically like, you know, he's not playing. We're going to like, he needs to work harder, blah, blah, blah. And Shane Goss's bear was like, there's no one in the locker room questioning Carter Hart's worth work ethic. And that's a whole separate thing that I'll get into after this. But uh, at, right after he says that, uh, the organization puts Ghost on waivers. Um, and I just thought that, like, I understand why they did it, right? I understand that Nolan Patrick and Oscar Lindblom needed a rest and that they needed to clear the cap space for two guys to come in and play for them. But but on one hand, like, Nolan Patrick's game has been great lately. Oscar Lindblom, since the game that he rested, um, has heated way up. Like, if you wanted to rest those two guys, you should have rested them um, three weeks ago, when they were both visibly struggling, not now when they're finally getting their their game back to where I think they want it. It just felt really pointed that it was ghost on waivers. Like I know his cab hit is weird, and I know he like he's he struggled to like earn his contract. Like I'm well aware of that, but, but bad bad look, <laughs> not a good look at all. And I think it definitely like. Like at this point, I'm more worried about the morale in the locker room than anything else because the Flyers are a good team. We know they're a good team, but they're also a very like like mental team. Like the Leafs, they'll get in their heads, and the mood in the locker room affects what happens on the ice super deeply. So yeah, I think it was the wrong move. I understand why it happened, but I still think it was the wrong move. And I thought it was another in a series of Av's shitting shitty coaching decisions. What do you think? What do do we have questions?
1: I'm trying to like work out what I'm thinking because like I have a few different thoughts, I guess. Yeah, because I'm like only really tangential to the flyers at this point. I don't watch them so much as I know people who watch them, like you, like a couple of other people. <laughs> but like I still absorb quite a bit of like the news and. I don't know. Watching the reaction to it, it felt very strange as someone who's like out very outside of it. Mm-hmm. Because even knowing like what was going on with the coaching situation and with the comments about Carter or whatever, I honestly didn't make that connection until I saw somebody else say it. Because yeah. I saw uh, Gostisbehere is on waivers, and I was like, "Oh, that makes sense. They're probably trying to clear cap space." I I thought it was going to be for a trade now that i've seen that it's about um sitting patrick and limblom um that also makes sense because like i never even really considered the thing about av i was like oh it's probably because they already tried to shop him in the summer and he's the highest cap hit they're willing to lose but also like nobody's gonna pick him up yeah like they already know that he's not gonna get picked up because they shopped around in the summer and they didn't really get any interest And so it wasn't until I saw other people saying, oh, is this about what he was talking about with A.V. and Carter and everything, which also, I guess, to me, that felt like way too fast of a turnaround time for it to be about that. So, like, I get that it it looked bad, but at least to me, I didn't make that connection until other folks did. Yeah. So, I don't know. I also think that like sitting Patrick and Limblom right now I guess it does make sense and it doesn't. Yeah. Because it sounded like from what I read from one of the beat writers that it was on a recommendation from their um, sports science team because they keep track of how much people are playing and for how long and so that was from them. I don't know. I also get that I'm outside of it so I'm not getting the same experience as somebody who like follows it really closely and is like really emotionally invested in it
0: it was just like and i'll I'll say i'll like elaborate on this when i talk about carter here in a minute it was just like weird like the timing was just really bad and then like hockey does this thing where like they won't give you any information right so like in in the context of like ghosts comments and like the obvious disagreements that av and ghost have had av saying something like um we were pretty sure he wasn't gonna get picked up is like takes on like an insulting edge you know like on one hand like it's good that you wanted him to stay with the organization on the other hand like kind of a a backhanded compliment right
1: i mean like i like i guess i see that but to me like when i saw that like i said earlier i read it as we didn't think he would get picked up because of you know the conversations that we'd had previously because of what we know about his cap hit versus you know the financial situation of other teams and what
0: they need i know it was just really weird and i wouldn't be so bothered by it if like av had been like making decent coaching decisions this season mm-hmm. like i i if it had just been like if this had been like the only thing i would have been like yeah okay like a uh, word I love him. I'm sad, but word. But, like, it's, it's like, why didn't you just say, like, we want to arrest Limblom and Patrick, so we needed to clear some cap space? Like, why not just say that, right? Why, why does Charlie O'Connor need to go, like, like walk up behind you and clean up your mess? Like, yeah, but then with the Carter, like, so I'm, like, most. I've mostly, like, made my peace with, like, the ghost thing at this point. But the Carter bullshit? Oh. Oh. So, do you know about this? A little bit.
1: From what I remember, they were going to have him sit a couple of games and, like, do some extra practices. And there was something about, like, they haven't been able to practice much. And so he needs, like, Carter to put in more work or something like that. Yeah, which
0: is absolute bullshit. It, it was, like, the way that he said it, too, was, like, um, this is not a rest for him. He's going to be working hard because, like... He needs to be working harder and we expect more from him. And it, it again, it just felt super like pointed. He said the exact quote was, this is not a rest day for Carter. This is a work day for him. We were able to have him skate and practice yesterday. We're going to have him skate and then stay on the ice and work on his game. Tomorrow is a team practice day, which we hadn't had a lot. I think you could tell the difference between when we practiced prior to last game. And in our last game, we were able to work on a couple things. And that definitely showed up on the ice. He's going to skate today and practice, stay on after. Practice with the team tomorrow, stay on after. Wednesday, he will do the same thing. He's going to practice it and work with Kim after. Kim's their, um, Kim Dillabelle is their goalie coach. We're going to stay that way here for a little while. Uh, He needs to work on his game. He needs to work harder. He needs to work better. I've had a good conversation with him and Kim about my expectations, about his practice habits and him stopping the puck. And that is complete bullshit. Um, (laughs) Oh, see, and this is like, the context for why like people were so upset with the Ghost Despair thing, right? Because Ghost comes out after that and says his preparation is second to none. I'm pretty sure no one in this organization is too worried about the Carter Hart we're gonna see next, right? Which is the exact opposite of everything Elaine Bignal just said about Carter Hart. And we've talked about this before. Like, is he having the best season? Is Carter Hart having the best season? Absolutely not. But that is a reflection of the team in front of him. Carter, in this case, Carter's performance is, is not the reason the team is bad. The team is, <laughs> Carter's performance is bad because the team is, right? I don't know if that made any sense.
1: No, it does. I think there was a conversation I was seeing happen the other day with uh, a couple of people I follow who were, um, from the rangers and i don't remember if this sparked from a quote from av or if it was from someone else but it was basically that um you know av on the rangers also wasn't good but you know a henrik lundqvist is going to be able to cover that more easily than a carter hart is
0: yeah well i mean on the rangers av would also just randomly sit a fully matured henrik lundqvist for what like I I don't it's 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 not good like it's not good you can't do that shit and it's not so much that I thought that Carter didn't need the rest like I do think that he needs the rest and to like not play a few games and to like reset get his mind right like get back in the game so to speak but you don't like so it's not like what AB said or what he did it's like how he said it who he said it to right? You don't go to the press and and tell them, especially not in Philadelphia, and tell them that your 22-year-old franchise goalie isn't good enough and isn't working hard enough, especially not when it's Carter Hart, whose whole thing is hard work and preparation. Mm-hmm. So, like, if if you are... If you're the coach, if, if I'm the coach of Carter Hart, right, and he's having a season like this, and he has this team in front of him, by the way, who has nothing on defense except for Ivan Provorov, um, and a forward group that is in shambles. Um, oh, and I have to talk about something else too. <laughs> in regards to that, this whole week has been such a shit show, right? I'm looking at Carter, and I'm saying, okay. You're going through something. We're all going through something, right? This is a pandemic. Carter Hart lives alone. He's not allowed to go anywhere. The team isn't really allowed to hang out outside of, like, team practices. They're not allowed to hang out in their hotel rooms or with each other. (laughs) And he's, like, like, that would fuck anybody up. But he's also, like, losing games every single time he plays. And that fucking sucks. So so you look at your 22-year-old, very young goalkeeper, who you know is phenomenal, and you say, all right, let's sit down, let's talk. I'm going to give you some time off, um, and I want you to use this time to practice, to reset your mind, so that you can come back more confident and more settled and try and improve your personal performance, right? And you say that to the press. You say, this is not a punishment. Uh, but we feel that Carter needs some rest and time to reset, right? You don't say, like, he needs to work on his work ethic because he doesn't work hard enough. Fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> like, absolutely fuck you. Like, if I'm Carter Hart, like, not only do I feel like shit, right, but I look at, like, I look at the person who is essentially my boss, and I'm like, wow, fuck you. I don't want to work at all now. Right? Because, like, think about, like, your boss saying something like that, like, in public to you, like, in front of people. I would cry. I would have a whole breakdown. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. So, that was, like, more of the context of that. And then, also, (laughs) God, this team is such a shit show. On the 29th against Buffalo in in the win, um, A.V. shortens his bench he benches Patrick and Lindblom and Faraby like throughout the entire third because and he said it was because he wanted the vets to like take responsibility and like win the game or whatever which they did but um hello (laughs) hello (laughs) you just have to laugh because like Joel Faraby is like one of our leading scorers Nolan Patrick has been insane lately. Like, it's not translated onto the scoreboard too much. But again, he's like John Tavares. It's like every single little thing, you see it in the little things, in the face offs, in the puck battles, in the stick lifts, things like that. He's getting more aggressive. He's getting more confident with his aggression. Like, why? I, it, stupid like they won the game right and then so like he would have a point but then Lindblom and Patrick are, scra- are scratched Farabee's on the fourth line and they just lost 6 to 1 against Buffalo
1: kind of them to do the act of charity of finally snapping the Sabres lose streak
0: honestly it was an act of kindness truly um they said random acts of kindness day um, we will be simply not showing up and the play and the Sabres can just win. And that's that on that. Um, embarrassing. Like, uh, like nothing will ever be more embarrassing than like the, the David Ayers thing and the Leafs losing, um, on home ice and giving up 50 shots to the Canes when the Canes like had no one in net, basically no offense to David Ayers, but that like, that comes pretty close. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, oh, oh, Because I was like, they came back the first game against Buffalo. And I was like, oh, neat. And then I realized they played Buffalo again. And I was like, oh, Buffalo's winning that game. Like, I've watched enough hockey. I know when Buffalo, like, I know, right? Buffalo was always going to win that game. Uh, Embarrassing. Every single one of them should be embarrassed, except for Ivan Provorov. Um, AV should be embarrassed. Um, Oh, and that's the other thing with the Carter Hart shit. Why in the fuck hell would you sit him against Buffalo? Why are you sitting him against Buffalo instead of the New York Islanders or the Boston Bruins, who they're they're playing next by the way. It's Isles Bruins, Bruins Isles Bruins. What? Yeah. If you're trying to get this this man his his confidence back like I I I, I what? I mean,
1: I can understand it, but it's only I can only understand it because I know that AB will never make sense ever. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah. If I like squint my eyes, I can see how beating a a good team after a few days off could be like a really big confidence but boost. But why would you win. not go for the safe bet? That's only if you win. Yeah, and it's also like a much bigger <laughs> risk than just like, hey, our our goalie that needs a w real bad put him against this team that's terrible right now
0: yeah yes it's so it's so simple it's so fucking simple and then you put carter in against the sabers right presuming he wins um you say to him all right you just got these two wins remember that even though they suck you just stop shots from Jeff Skinner and Taylor Hall and Rasmus Dalin, et cetera, et cetera. This is an NHL team. You are able to beat them. I want to rest you this game. Like I wanna rest you for the Isles game and the first the Bruins backs to backs. And then I'm gonna put you back in the starting position because I think that you need time to reset, but I also believe in you. Right? That makes so much more sense. So much more than this. And I I it's unreal. It's unfucking real Yeah. And it sucks to watch. I don't, like, want to watch them. Not because I don't love them, which I obviously do, but because Avi like, infuriates me, and I hate seeing him, like, on my computer screen. <laughs> and it just sucks to, like, watch them suck and know that they could be really, really, really good.
1: Question. What? Um, about some news that I saw recently. Well, I saw that they signed Cam York to an ELC, that he's presumably going to play this year because it starts this year. Do you think that having him on D is going to help improve anything?
0: I mean, he's been doing well this season. Um he I really like him as one of our prospects. Like I really do. Um also he's a redhead and I just think that's neat. It's just hard. Like part of the problem is that they're so young. Ivan Provarov is 23 years old. Uh, like like Myers and Sanheim are are around that as well. So I don't know. Do I think Cam York is maybe a better option than what we have now? Yeah. But also I think it's another really big risk, right? Because if you put him in now and he sucks and the team sucks, right, then you've really fucked with a young player's confidence in his development. And that's got repercussions for longer than just this season. Yeah, I don't know. This season is so fucking weird. I think that they want him to play playoffs games. But um, that's really funny because I don't think they're making the playoffs. <laughs> like, they really want to make the playoffs. I know that they do. But they're simply not gonna.
1: I think part of it is I don't even think that they really believe that they're going to like make it out of the first round if they do to me it seems like if we make it two playoffs even if we don't make it far at all it'll at least be proof that hey we didn't fuck up as bad as y'all think that we did even though like absolutely yes
0: like you you did fuck up actually like i've gotten a few asks that were like like what happened to like the beginning of the seasons when we were beating the penguins or whatever and I was and like, uh, my immediate reaction was, "Y'all, we barely beat the Penguins. Barely. Uh, those games sucked to watch. They sucked. It was stressful as hell. Like I thought they were gonna lose those games every single second I watched them until the final whistle. I'm not even joking. And then if you look at the standings, like the team that you have to leapfrog, right, is Boston. Oh, who has two games in hand and three points on you. Their rec- Boston's record." is with 33 games played, 18, 10, and 5. Your record, with 35 games played, is 17, 14, and 4. We haven't beaten Boston at all this season. We suck against Boston. Absolutely no way in fucking hell. Absolutely no way in hell do we, one, beat the Islanders, who are um, second in the division, only to the Washington Capitals, and only because the Cavs have a game in hand, and therefore one less loss than the Isles. Like, that's our next four games. That's our next four fucking games. Islander, like I said, Islanders, Boston, Boston, Islanders. Boston again, after that. <laughs> You're not winning. You're not winning these games. Not like this. Like, at that point, like, the Rangers have passed you, right? And, and the Devils honestly might too. Like, they're coming. <laughs> they're not playing badly.
1: Speaking of devils, my only solution at this point is to ask my grandmother to get the DIY exorcism book she got off Amazon and like book a flight to Philly.
0: Oh my God. Uh,
1: for the record, my grandmother is Southern Baptist.
0: Yeah. So <laughs> is mine. My entire family is Southern Baptist. But yeah, it's just bad. It's just not good. I know that Avi won't get fired, but I really want him to, both like for the drama and because I hate him. Um, and I think that if he's not careful, he's really going to fuck up Carter Hart, unfortunately.
1: Yeah, there's a reason why goalies take so long to really develop as players.
0: Oh my God. All right. Anyway,
1: let's talk about Connor McDavid. Can we talk about the pride first?
0: (laughs) Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, uh, huge congratulations to the Boston Pride for winning the Isabel Cup. I managed to catch some of the game because, uh, I am stupid and forgot that it was streaming on TV instead of Twitch, which good for them. But also, I was editing at the library and the school computers block on hockey. Oh, no. So um, I got a tweet notification from someone I'm acquainted with who works for the NWHL. And I was like, oh, fuck, the finals are tonight. Yep. But I'm also an hour and a half into this edit already. (laughs) So I just like, I stayed there until it closed. And then I went and I watched the rest of the game. And it was exciting. It was an exciting game. Huge congratulations to obviously the Pride and all their players. And also like Alyssa and Juliana and Victoria and everybody else who works there. I also thought it was really funny because like last week or something, a week and a half ago maybe, was when I was in a meeting with some of the staff at BU. And when I mentioned that I was acquainted with somebody who works for the NWHL, they got so excited. They were like, is it Victoria? Is it Victoria? Because Victoria works for the Pride and they're doing so well and we're so proud of her. And then she got to lift the cup and it just made me really happy. That's so neat. I love that. I'm just, uh, it it was really, it was really sweet, especially just to see like how excited they were for her that they were going to the playoffs. And that was even before, you know, um that it happened. And then the the pics of her with the cup were really cute. I don't know Victoria. I only know of her because of that. But I followed her on Twitter. <laughs> it's so cute. It was great. Pivot to things that are not good. Uh McDavid's elbow.
0: Yeah. So Connor McDavid elbowed Isperika yemi in the face. Uh obviously maliciously. Um Like, he wound up.
1: (laughs) Yeah, like, there are elbows where it's, like, your elbow is out and somebody's head happens to be there. Or, like, their head is at elbow height and you didn't necessarily predict that. Uh, His elbow was above his own head.
0: Yeah. So Like, he had to reach. Um, And then, because he's Connor McDavid, he only gets fined five grand, the maximum allowable under the collective bargaining agreement. Which is cool. Can I read a tweet real
1: quick? Yeah, sure. Because not only was it that he got fined, it was that, um, like right after that, somebody else was, um, th- somebody else threw an elbow to the head and they
0: got suspended for three games. It was, it was, um, the Vegas Golden Knights Chandler Stevenson was suspended three games for elbowing LA's Tobias Bjornfoot. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Are you serious? Yeah. I can't actually
1: find the tweet. I thought I had a screenshot, but basically one of my mutuals said, so does the department of player safety just flip a coin to decide who gets fined and who gets suspended?
0: No, no. It's, it's that it feels
1: uh, like sometimes.
0: It's that first overall elbows are actually a little bit softer than everybody else's elbows, right? Like (laughs) it's a gentler elbow to the head, right? You know what I'm saying? Um, no, no, that's just, it's just bullshit. Um, like I knew he wouldn't get any games. Like it, it, there's a hauling, was like, oh, is Connor McDavid going to get suspended? No, Connor McDavid is not going to get suspended. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Of course he's not. Like, he should. But of course he's not getting suspended. What? <laughs> I it's, it's stupid. Absolutely dumb. And it's not like Jesperi Kotkaniemi is no one, either. He went third overall. Like, he's a key player to the Habs. And mm-hmm. McDavid could have, like, given him a concussion. But no, nope, you just the highest paid player in the league just gets fined five grand and we're just gonna whatever it's fine watch our hands a bit what the fuck honestly terrible
1: yeah speaking of terrible things (laughs) mckinnon going bowling
0: (laughs) i'm sorry i'm not laughing i promise
1: no everybody was laughing like That was the thing. It was, I saw everyone that I follow was like, I shouldn't be laughing, but I am. Who
0: does that? I don't know. Why did he have it in the first place? Like what? What? I don't
1: even. I don't even remember what happened. I didn't see the full thing. I
0: wasn't watching the game. I Um, think I I've watched this clip like ten times because it's genuinely the funniest thing ever. So he and Connor Garland are like scrapping or whatever. Garland's helmet. Uh, you know how it goes when like NHLers scrap, right? Um, like falls off, gets pulled off, whatever. Nate Mac picks it up, and, like Connor Garland like skates away, and then they're like still jawing at each other. And Nate Mac just throws it at him. It's him right in the face.
1: May I note, current Lady Bing recipient? Yeah, Nathan McKinnon.
0: Nathan McKinnon said, "Fuck the Lady Bing. I won it once. I don't need it again." <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my god. And he got ejected from the game. As he should. Yeah, as he should have. Like, as hilarious as it is, like, good. And then he was also fined five grand, the maximum allowable, under the collective bargaining agreement. I can't. Oh, God. The NHL is such a fucking joke. Can you imagine going to work and, like, picking up, like, a motorcycle helmet and, like, throwing it at someone? Can you I'm imagine
1: like, getting hit sorry. with a helmet? Like it became one of my like intrusive thoughts last night, where I was just like trying to go to sleep, and then my brain would be like, "What does it feel like to be hit with? To be hit in a jaw with a helmet? Probably pretty fucking bad, right?" Yeah. Especially because I just read all those articles about how they're made and what they're made of, and the answer is mostly very hard plastic.
0: Yeah. No, yeah, not good at all. I oh my god can't i really can't like because it is it is it's genuinely so fucking funny i it's it's so funny especially with the edits yeah yeah <laughs> also like how why did he feel comfortable doing that
1: you know when i was watching it i was honestly like is this one of those times that we're gonna see like a player get charged for assault because of something they've done during a game yeah yeah, Like, it's happened before, and I absolutely would not have been surprised if it had happened there. Because there's, like, there's a certain level of thing that you just expect. I expect people to punch each other in the face at an NHL game. That's part of the gig. Yeah. Throwing a helmet at somebody's head?
0: Yeah, no.
1: Nope. I would argue that you could catch a case for that, probably.
0: Who? But he didn't. He's not gonna. So, Superstars on their shits, off the shits this week.
1: (laughs) I also think it would have been really funny if they, like, retracted the
0: Lady Bing Award. (laughs) Oh my god.
1: Can you imagine if they had to issue a statement that was like, in light of Nathan McKinnon hurling Connor Garland's helmet (laughs) full force at his head, we do feel the need to retract the what (laughs) sportsmanlike conduct award
0: yeah oh my god he said
1: i have the hardware now i can choose violence
0: yeah he woke up and chose violence and said i will not be going back actually stupid just dumb men are stupid and i don't respect them anyway let's talk about the flames again (laughs) (laughs) fucking again we can't we can't we're gonna become a flames podcast we should. I love them. Just going from, like, I just think Matthew check is neat to every single week. Let's um, What's the Flames? Again, uh, we should. I love them. Yeah, no. So, uh, obviously, the Flames fired Jeff Ward after a really big win. It was really funny. Um, like, it probably sucks for him, but it was really funny for me. And they hired Daryl Sutter, who is, like, kind of known to be a hard-ass. And he is asked in an interview something along the lines of having coach Johnny Goudreau as he approaches his 500th game. Like, what do you think like his game is like, like? What do you admire about his game? What have you noticed about his game? Something like that. And Daryl Sutter looks at the fucking camera and he says, he says, well, I hope he brings more effort into his 500th game than he did in his 499th. Not an exact quote, but that's pretty much what happened. Like, like you have, you have to laugh, right? Like you have to laugh first, because that's like objectively kind of funny. Yeah. But also, sir, you don't have to be a dick about it. Like again, like again with like the AV stuff. Like there's a way to say that to the press. That's not assholeish. <laughs> yeah
1: think that it really depends on like the relationship that you have with your player because there's absolutely a way to say that and it to be a joke you know because like I know they asked Johnny Goodrow about it and he was like I've been playing hockey for 24-25 years I know when I have a better game than others
0: or yeah he was not happy like that's not a that wasn't a joke there's not a loving relationship there and I get that like Goodrow and Monaghan need to be better but like if the team is ready to move on from them, just move on from them. Just trade them and be done with it. Just let it go. You don't have to do all that nonsense in the press. You don't. You just don't. Like I can't can you imagine Rod Brindamore or Sheldon Keefe saying what Sutter said, the way that he said it to the press. And and Rod Brindamore and Sheldon Keefe have both called players out to the press before sheldon keith will tell you when his players need to put more effort in he will straight up say i think that we lacked effort in that game but never once do any of the players react on the leafs react
1: in any other way
0: except like okay we need to play harder mm-hmm. like again if i'm a, if i'm johnny Gaudreau, i want to stomp my feet like a four-year-old and say well no i'm not fucking playing like and that's immature or whatever but like who wants to work for someone who's an asshole to them nobody (laughs) i don't know um yeah there's my 10 cents i'm weirdly invested in the flames and they're like weird little rebuild that they're doing or like about to do you know like we said in like the previous episodes, like the flames are gonna rebrand around Matthew Kachuk. And for that to happen, they need to they need to trade Gaudreau and Monaghan and it's gonna happen. Um and Giordano is either gonna pass the seat to Kachuk or get traded as well. It's it simply just is gonna happen. And if it doesn't happen, they're nuts.
1: Said that, I have slightly different opinions. Do you A little bit? What are your
0: opinions?
1: I mean, like, I don't necessarily disagree with trading Goudreau and Monaghan. I think it would be nice if they found a way to keep them or keep at least one of them. I think it is going to depend on, you know, if they stay with Sutter and, you know, all of that jazz and who they end up pulling up if they do, if that's an option. I also, I mean, like, they're still playing Giordano a lot. He still has, like, one of the highest ice times. Like, he's they're still getting a lot of play out of him. So I almost wonder if they're gonna have a conversation with him about like, hey, so retirement, when are you thinking about that? Because I think it would be nice to have him like retire and like pass it on. I think it'll be interesting to see. Like they might, they fully might just
0: trade a bunch of people, but well, I think they're gonna trade Gaudreau regardless. I think they're gonna like stick with Sutter for a while, especially because like the team has improved. Mm-hmm. And I think Gaudreau is leaving. Like, I'm just sad.
1: I like Johnny Gaudreau on the team.
0: I know you do. I think you just like Johnny Gaudreau, but I think that he's gone. He's I like him. You know, like I think that he's done. Yeah. I don't know. They might keep Monahan. They might not. But it'll be interesting to see who they go after. Like who they try to. Bring in to pad their
1: core, I guess. Yeah, I think part of it too. And why I'm like, I don't know if they're how many people they're gonna trade right now. Is that like, I can't think of who's in their prospect pool. Like most people, I can think of at least like one or two players that are like really up and coming. And for them, I'm like really struggling to off the top of my head be like, this is this is who they're gonna
0: bring up to help yeah. build that out. It's like I constantly, and I mean. Constantly forget that Noah Hannafin is on the fucking flames. That's a fifth overall draft pick. In the 2015 draft? Not even like a random ass draft like that to the the 2015 draft.
1: He's (laughs) had some plays that have been really, really good. He has had like some nifty little goals. Yeah. That's also part of the reason why I don't want them to trade Johnny Goudreau truly is because I really like that they have that little Team USA trio.
0: I know you do, but it doesn't matter. It won't win them hockey games.
1: <laughs>
0: I'm fine with that. I'm not here to watch them win. <laughs> you just like the bromances? Um, no,
1: I just, I I literally
0: just don't care at this point. <laughs> you've decided they're not making the playoffs and you've moved on.
1: <laughs> no, I just like, I don't know how to describe it, really. I think I'm just like, I think it's just something about wanting to work in sports. I'm just very much able to completely emotionally divest. And so, like, I can have fun with it. It's the same thing with the Canucks, where I'm just like, I don't really have expectations. And it not much hurts me. I'm just here to vibe. I'm just having fun. Like, with the Flyers, like, I kind of got into them for a minute. And then when I got bored, I was like, all right, I'm done now. Bye.
0: Yeah, not I... Um, everything makes me emotional all the time, and I cry at least three times a week about the Leafs. What's it like to, like, be normal? I wouldn't know. Am I normal, or is it just that this is hopefully going to be my
1: career? And also, again, I watched my team lose
0: 26 to 0 multiple times a week. Can you imagine if that happened in the NHL? Oh, my God. I think that it should, frankly. (laughs)
1: There are certain teams where I'm like, I would like to see it. I would like to see you go through the misery of a 28-4 loss.
0: One last thing to wrap it up, Aaron Eckblad. Oof! Yikes! Ouch. Yeah, I got a I got a text that was like, "Did y'all see the Panthers injury?" And my in- immediate thought was, like, "I hope it wasn't Aaron Eckblad, because I'm really fond of him." And of course, it fucking was. I'm sorry, Aaron. Um, bad, bad to watch. Yeah, bad. I cannot watch the entire thing. I've tried like four times. I have to close my eyes. Ugh. I yeah.
1: mean, like it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be,
0: but it's still like not fun to watch. Know about it. it's like knees and twisting them. Oh my god! So I felt so bad. Like I haven't the like I haven't been that scared since I watched Jake Musson go down on the ice for seemingly no reason and not get up. Like, his face, the way he was, like, grabbing for the trainers. Oh, my God. I feel so bad for him. Especially after, like, he and his team are having such a great season. Yeah. Panthers have been really underrated for a really long time. And so has Aaron Eckblad specifically. And I'm glad that they, like, have, like, the space (laughs) to, like, be good. Because nobody can be good in the Atlantic Division. Because everybody is good. Yeah.
1: Honestly, it's. So wild! How criminally underrated Aaron Ekblad has been for so long. Like, That's he a first overall draft pick. Not only
0: that, he was drafted a year early to the OHL. Yeah, like yeah. he's a big deal. He he's a good. Ah, uh, and I'll say like his name to people, and they'll be like, "Who?" And then I'll say he's on the Panthers, and they'll be like, "LOL, who cares about the Panthers?" And I'm like, "If your team is at the is in the Atlantic Division, is in the Atlantic, um." Yeah, division. You should. You should care about the Panthers. You, you should. As a Leafs fan, like, y- you gotta. Because <laughs> they're always right there. It's always the Leafs and the Panthers.
1: On any other team, we'd be hearing about them so much. And I know that, like, I'm also part of that. I forget the Panthers exist. I don't think about them that much. Because they're in fucking Florida. <laughs> yeah.
0: And it's also, like, Alexander Barkov? Oh my God! What a player! What a player! Oh, and he's the captain too, by the way. Just in case you didn't know that. Um,
1: I think we talked about it last time. Yeah. It, uh,
0: because print. they're
1: specifically in Sunrise, Florida.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh God. Anyway, if you don't care about the Panthers yet, you should. Yeah. Alexander Barkov is also only twenty fucking five by the way. Weird. Just nuts.
1: I don't know why. He's one of those people where it's like, I've heard his name a lot. I don't really know that much about him, but whenever I hear his name, I'm like, yeah, 35-year-old.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, Aaron Ekblad is the same way. Aaron Blatt should be a 38-year-old divorced father of two. But that's because he looks
1: that way. He looks that way, yeah. I have no idea what Barkov looks like. He, he looks,
0: like, pretty much the same. <laughs> Like, you know, they're the same fond of white boy. But, um, yeah, uh, uh, send your thoughts and prayers if you play to Aaron Eckblad for speedy recovery. Um, Pay attention to the Panthers because they will eat your team alive. They've really got some good players. Like,
1: every time I think about them when I finally do, I'm like, Dang.
0: Bobrovsky is on their team. Their goalie is Bobrovsky. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Like, I know he had a few off years there, but, like, uh, still Sergei Bobrovsky. (laughs) I don't know. That's all I got, though, for this week. How about you? I said playlist? (laughs) Sure. Do you have a song or do I need to go first? I think I have a
1: song um, in honor of both of our killer pollen allergies the fact that it finally feels like spring and that I've listened to my country playlist for the first out of probably three times max this year uh honeybee by Blake Shelton oh my god I think it's a
0: cute mm-hmm. song sure um this is so lame I'm sorry but mine is gonna be you make my dreams by hollow Oates. <laughs> the leaves go <gold> long <laughs> oh I my god my- about the leaves lately leave me alone <laughs> it's fine I have like a
1: list of like hockey songs that I'm just saving until I don't know when yeah like hey baby is going on there at some point
0: <laughs> it has to
1: hockey um, by Rika Nasty is going on there at some point
0: that's another one that has to go on there but, that's uh, what I've
1: been saving since like we decided to make a podcast I thought about doing it first one, but I'm just like, no, it's not yet. I don't know what I'm waiting for, but I'm waiting for something. I'm
0: surprised that you haven't put a Taylor Swift
1: song on there yet.
0: I'm waiting. I don't know why I haven't yet either. I'm waiting. Mm-hmm. I, I need to like wait until it's right. The time is right. Fair. But um, I just got a text from my mom that it's dinner time. So I gotta go. Nice.
1: I can <laughs> hear the frat boys yelling at each other again. they aren't in my line of sight I think they're in their front yard I can just hear some vague yells oh my god
0: I wonder if it's about the weed whacker I really do have to go though so it's been lit yeah (laughs) thanks for coming
1: in yeah thanks for listening that's it for this episode follow us on our socials
0: and peace out bye